Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. You know it's all about the draft. FDL, <laughs> baby. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the season 10 finale. I'm mentally checking my head what season we're on here. I've been here for far too long. Season 10 finale of of the draft here. Saturday Draft Live, the finale. And, you know, unlike most season finales, you're expecting a big dramatic twist come Survivor Series. Unfortunately, it's those type of season finales where the big twist is it was the person you thought it was going to be probably all along or one of the two people you thought it was going to be all along uh, as the top two is the same i am scott mcleod i've done horribly uh this season so i'm just looking ahead to next season i'm not even caring about survivor series one thing that i can take comfort in is that i've done better than this man because <laughs> he is i don't even want to say second to last because the guy below him is a listeners league winner so he shouldn't even count so he's pretty much last it is Jack Graham. The stats will show that I'm second last. And hey, I might even want to take Gary after Sunday because a good old happy Corbin, and that would make me happy. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's 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 good to good to be here again. Season season finale. It's all it's all shaping up. It's 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 going to be a good end at Survivor Series. I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. You're wasting your draft hopes on Happy Corbin. You've seriously made some mistakes. <laughs> uh, well, as we said before, the winner of the draft would would walk out the ESSR champion, and this man usually gets one title reign a year. But he's already in that title reign as he won our full gear sweep. So now he's not looking to win the title this Sunday uh, and uh, topple David Campbell. He's looking to retain the ESSR championship come this Sunday. Uh, as the man, man behind the juggernaut that is Big E on his team, that is Ross McLeod. Hello, 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 hello. Such a good mood. And Scott, if you'll just let me do this, because I very rarely get to do this, because whenever I win a title, I'm never on shows long enough <laughs> to do this. So if you'll indulge me to just yell, the champ is here! <laughs> That's all I wanted. I'll see you later, lads. Have a good show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was worth it. Delighted, delighted to not only take take the lead so often in this season, but Scott, I mean, you ran that full gear sweep. Who, who was champion heading into full gear? Well, I keep forgetting half the time with the way it works and the fact that people, uh, whoever's in charge of keeping that website updated is doing a horrible job. <laughs> uh, so, but I believe it was David Campbell. So one week I take his title, the next week I take his hopes, dreams, and drafts. The next week you walk around and kick his dog. You can't get. You're just. You're just. You're just determined to ruin that man's life. Well, he's tried long enough with me, so payback's a bitch. Should we get into the <laughs> show, boys? <laughs> well, might as well. We're all here. But Ross, I'll stick with you because I, I joked about how. Your team is like largely helped by Big E. I mean, we had a last-minute surge uh, from Jurassic Express back at Full Gear, which was a big help to you, and also they were on Rampage last night. But Big E has been the main you know, driving force of your team. He's number one in the season overall. 
with 166 points. Uh, and he is number three in the top three this week. Uh, 13 points, uh, a wee last-minute appearance point uh, on SmackDown, obviously, if they further push these main event against Robert Reigns. So I bet you were happy to see that Biggie was on SmackDown last night. I was. It was a nice wee... I think we all knew it was happening. Uh, my only fear leading up to Survivor Series was, and I mentioned it before, the curse of the WWE Championship. Whoever tends to be WWE Champion tend, in the lead-up to Survivor Series tends not to be WWE Champion at Survivor Series. Um, thankfully, I've avoided that, and I've also avoided a catastrophe here. Um with Biggie maybe competing in another match, and that was actually a point of contention um, this past <laughs> this past Tuesday morning. Um, I, I will put it out to the listeners to decide, but essentially, um, David Campbell sent WWE's official results over to the Twitter page, over to our group chat page, saying to me that it was a no contest. I pulled up the clip from YouTube. Seth Rollins interferes in Big E Langston's tag match, punches Biggie's partner directly in the face, and the commentators go, Oh, that's a disqualification. So the ruling on TV was a disqualification, and then WWE changed their mind later on. Um, this went to Stephen Wilson, who I think is doing a great job with this draft, by the way. <laughs> and he ruled that, like most people would rule, that when one competitor who's not in a match gets involved in a match and punches a man who is involved in the match directly in the mouth, that yeah, maybe that's a DQ and maybe we should use maybe we should use common sense here. Obviously, David Campbell is not happy when common sense is used for someone other than himself, Ryan uh, Gallagher, Gary Kernahan, or Stacey Smith. We know he has his favourites. Uh, and has taken a multi- taken multiple tantrums this past week. Mm-hmm. I think I think just anything that will help increase your gap. He, he takes issue with, and I, and I can see why, oh. given he's just been behind you most of the season. Now that gap is, I think, wider than it's ever been. Well, I've told him you stay away from that wide gap. I don't care if you're right <laughs> behind me. Stay, stay far away from my wide gap. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from that, uh, <laughs> Jack, on 14 points, at number two, Sammy Guevara. Uh, good week for him and good week for Grant, who has him on his team, as he also got, was part of the winning team at Full Gear in the Minneapolis Street Fight. We TNT tail retention over uh, the surprising debut of Jay Lethal. Uh, I'm not necessarily happy for Grant, as it's come at my expense because he won the TNT tail from someone on my team. but. 42 points, Sammy Guevara's got the best number five in the top five newcomers uh, of the season. Uh, it wasn't somebody who was often picked in the past, but uh, clearly his best season, and I think maybe somebody to look out for maybe round two or three next season. Yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting one, because I mean, when, when, when Grant took Sammy Guevara, I think, I think he took him like second round or something like that, and everyone was a bit, oh, oh okay, but I guess like when you've got 15 focus of the largest draft this season. You kind of have to maybe go for some left field picks and hope that it, it kind of works out for you. And Sammy Guevara's certainly done that. He's going to take the TNT title, successful defences, pay-per-view wins. Yeah, it's been a, a, a great pick. Great pick for Grant. Uh, 42 points, she said, fifth of the top five newcomers. And 
I, I do think he'll go highly uh, next season, considering that uh, over like 90 folk or whatever has been released for WWE or something. I, I don't know the exact number, 80 something. But uh, I, I think that Sammy Guevara will go high up. Do I think he'll have more title defences? Yeah, because I think they announced yesterday in Rampage that winter is coming, it's happening again in the middle of December, so there'll probably be title matches on that. I think I think Sammy Guevara could be a hot commodity for, for next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the TNT Championship we've seen in the past can actually score you some big points regularly because it does tend to be, depending on who's champion, uh, you have this open challenge-like thing, like giving opportunities to different people coming in to AEW, so, and also like, regular title defences, regular championship points uh, wouldn't hurt. But the thing about Grant, he was, like, you're correct in saying Sam McGuire was a second round pick, but it's his first round pick that got a lot of people talking as well into the season. He's in at number one, so a good week for Grant McRobbie. 16 points, CM Punk. Uh, Punk will go away at this current time. It could change at the severity, but he is number two in the season overall on 88 points. He's the highest scoring AEW pick of this season. Is it fair to say, uh, Jack, that Punk has probably surpassed all expectations of how he would perform this season? 100%. I've certainly uh, eaten my hat a lot of times this season with, with CM Punk. There was no no chance that I thought he'd have been up this high and on 88 points. Uh, with the rumours of his contract only supposed to be resting like once a month or something like that, you don't you weren't sure if it's going to be a risk or not. But I think because of the namesake that we were discussing about it on the after the draft show, that he was always going to be a, a high picking round. And I, I said that I think it was a mistake to draft him round one. And he's he's proven me wrong again. Grant's proven me wrong. Do do I think that obviously as a shorter season next season, do I think that he will reach the 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 heights that he has the now like second in the top ten, not necessarily the points, but in that kind of position. I'm I'm not sure, but I'm I'm happy to be proven wrong again with with CM Punk because it's it's just it's just great to see what's happening, especially going this feud with MGF. Could MGF not had a singles loss? Like cleanly either, so could this be his first? But I don't know. See, I'm debating whether it'd be a good pick or not for next season. But for this season, he's been he's been great. It's well done, Grant. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be careful with the AEW picks that you make next season because you know diversity is the rumble, no AEW pay per views in there. So you gotta think who's gonna be the most consistent and regular point scorers just on the weekly TV. Uh, Ross, what do you think about you know CM Punk now after this season? What his value is because I don't know. How high he'll be, and like I don't know if he should be a first round next season. Given like I said, there's no AW pay per view because he got two pay per view wins this season, which also was a big help to Grant. But I think going forward, people are going to be more like I don't think people are going to be questioning the idea of Punk going early in like future seasons. No, absolutely not, and I think it. Um, I, I think we fall into this trap because we know AEW and WWE do things differently. But because we are so conditioned to watch WWE and how how these guys are brought back, like Edge and Goldberg, um, so I, I've picked Edge before. Um, it didn't pay off in the long run. Uh, I was thinking about picking Goldberg. I mean, if I picked Goldberg and made him my captain for about two weeks, I could have got more points than I got with Dominic Mysterio this year. So, you know, <laughs> uh, a bit of an error there. But 
yeah, the fact that Punk's not like these guys, he's not older, he doesn't have any underlining um, health conditions uh, that we know of, and, you know, it is a different promotion. I think a lot of these were thinking, oh, we've burned, burned with the Brock Lesnar's and the Goldbergs and the Edges before, maybe steer well clear of him. And, you know, Grant is a, an avid AEW viewer, he probably avoids the WWE tropes because he doesn't really watch it. So you know his team's going to be AEW heavy. But a first-round pick, I think we all thought, that's going to be a bust. And he's, he's proved us all absolutely wrong because Tony Khan and CM Punk have wrung that towel dry. <laughs> that that CM Punk nostalgia, they have wrung every last wee inch of it out. And you, you saw it full gear. Uh, just mm-hmm. as we approached the end of the season, people were starting to boo him a little bit. And, you know, I, I think I think Punk will go in a different direction, not wrestling as much, maybe a couple of DQ losses, maybe some underhanded tactics next season. So he might not be as profitable. Whereas this season, the CM Punk return tour, and I, I just love wrestling, I just want to wrestle sort of thing, that is uh, heavily paid off in Grant's favour. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, especially with the launch of Rampage, and he has basically been used to help uh, draw eyes on Rampage. He's become one of the more regular people on that that show. Yeah, it's a bit uh, hard on Thunder. We've, we've said that multiple times. Yeah, but I think Rampage is actually proven to be very valuable to a lot of people with regards to AEW. I mean, it helped you last night with uh, with Jurassic Express getting another reappearance uh, after being mostly useless. I think for you for the most of the season, as it kept taking losses to the Super Click, but. So, like, it's two avenues to have, like, big marquee matches, like having a wee title defence on Rampage. Uh, so it's proven more valuable than when we had Dark and Dark Elevation as part of the season. But now we must go to the, the top 15, you know, the final standings heading into Survivor Series. Uh, on 15 points is the Listeners League winner. Uh, on 98 points, JP with a go hard or go home. Uh, well, he'll be going home after this season, I can tell you that. And you no know, good rinse to him. Jack Graham, <laughs> the two hit wonders, 111 points. I've said all I need to say. Uh, Team Visceral, 119 points. I'm sure David Campbell will still cry Gary's one of the greatest players never to win a draft. Uh, 124.5 points. Northmen, Southmen, Comrades, all. Ryan Gallagher, also uh, not doing so well this season as it rounds out. Uh, Nicky Barden Bell is on Stacey Smith on 139 points, still better than what Stacey's done in the past, but obviously uh, still on the bottom half, as am I with Isaac Draftham on 145. And then I've been overtaken by uh, by Daniel Campbell with Pretty Fly for a Paul Heyman guy on 151 points. Derek Reeve with Team Historic, the woman who's been nipping at my heels, I can't get away from her, uh, but now she's overtaken me uh, on 159 points. Ryan Douglish, hire me Stephen, 164 points. Well, he's going back to the Listeners League after this, so uh, that did not that endeavour did not help you there, Ryan. 173 points, the Montel Vontavious Porters, that's Alan Lucas' team. Strong uh, performance, the, the Allen getting definition in the top half. Then we have the West End Country Club, just a few points ahead of him, 177, that's David Hockney's team. And then, on a large part, thanks to likes of Sammy Guevara and CM Punk. Uh, the second state Saint, which is Grant's Robbie's team, 196 points, number four overall. Uh, so a strong performance from him. Then we've got average Samoa Joe's 209 and a half points. That's Stephen Wilson's team, but still, he's never been referred 
Joe and whatever referred to him as an average Joe. Uh, and then we have Team Go on 232 points, uh, David Campbell. And then Ross's Glamour's Indie Rock and Roll is on 260 points. So, yeah, 28-point gap heading in to Survivor Series. But before we can talk about Survivor Series and uh, and the out, potential outcome, uh, Jack, it falls to you this week, the, the task of reading out the top five, the final top five of the Listeners League heading into Survivor Series. Yep, this is it. The last that you'll ever hear of the Listeners League in Season 10. Unfortunately, they will be back next season. But we go, we go through it, our top five. We start with Michael Cothier with Craig's and Ass, 223 points. Good effort. Well done. We've got Dan, Dan Wood and Tom Brock aiming for our last place and Habe Sickness, both in 228 points. They're close, but not close enough. But the two I'm going to talk about is the top two this season. Jamie Hartley, Ronnie O'Struggling on 247 and a half points. And if we look at Jamie Hartley's team, he's got the Usos, CM Punk, Nicky Cross, Sasha Banks, Miz and Rey Mysterio. Usos is his captain, and obviously Usos are facing RK Bro at uh, Survivor Series. No, obviously there's no titles on the line, so there's no title victories. No, it's just a win or a loss. So unfortunately, I don't think that this will be enough to get Jamie Hartley to beat our number one in the Listeners League. It's been like this all season. It's something that we, we've said every every Saturday. We've done this show. Matt Smith with the booty woes and 284 points. He's absolutely run the show this season in the Listeners League. We look at his team, we'll see how he's going to get on at Survivor Series. And we've got Big E. His team is Big E, Young Bucks, Raquel Gonzalez, Rich Hall and John Moxley, Neil Shirai. And it looks like it's, well, I say it looks like, he's only got Big E, that's his captain. That's been the same kind of story with Ross. He's kind of got that number one pick and he's just catapulted him all the way up to the top. But I don't know if it will look like the, the Big E will, will win this Sunday, but at this point, it doesn't matter for Matt Smith. I'm sure we will be seeing him in season 11 of our draft next season where he'll compete in the Survivor Series to the Royal Rumble season. And I'm sure he'll have a, a good time. And I think that's that's all that needs to be said about the Listeners League, Scott, because the rest of them doesn't really doesn't really matter now. The, the, the game's a bogey for them. I know, yes. Yeah, so Matt Smith will be joining us next season. Uh, for the draft, I'm sure he'll, he'll he'll have a lovely time. We're all friendly, friendly people. We can tell that every every week. We're all nice people when you come up from the listeners' league. But of course, he's run away with it in the, uh, the listeners' league. But that's not a guarantee of success here in the the big leagues, as uh, JP and Ryan Gleeson's performances in the past have shown. Uh, but I just wanted to say also, Michael Cote, it, it, it should be Craig is an ass. You know, your name is grammatically incorrect and mildly humorous but uh so yeah matt smith will be joining us this next season we should mention that uh jp and ryan douglas will be then going back down to the listeners league uh to try and redeem themselves after their performances this season ryan douglas is going down (laughs) ryan douglas is going down uh but also stacy smith unfortunately uh, cannot join us next season, not because she is you know, disenfranchised with you know, the draft performances or doesn't like how the season's gone. We've set a date for the draft selection show next week, and she happens to be busy. So that's the only reason she's not in next season. But hopefully, we'll have her back for the tag team season, um, season 12, and now lead up to WrestleMania. But yeah, uh, we've got a date settled. Tuesday next week, we'll be going live on the socials and on YouTube, as we usually do. Myself, Jack, and our other two FDL co-hosts. 
will be there to read out and reveal everybody's teams for the upcoming season. Uh, we'll be going down from a 15-person season to 14, because as uh, we're under loose JP and Stacey will be leaving, we've got Matt Smith coming in. We've also got new member of the podcast, Tom McManus, uh, coming in to the season. Uh, obviously, Lewis of the podcast, he's only been on a couple of episodes so far. I've not been on an episode with him, but you know, I like that kid. He's got Maxi. You know, he said something nice about Kane one time. But <laughs> obviously, Tom's still fairly new to the show. But uh, how, how do you think? You know, do you think it's going to be? You know, it's getting really thrown into the fire. He doesn't he didn't start in the listeners. He just goes straight into the main league. How do you think he's going to get on? Not well. Not well. I think <laughs> that uh, just speaking of past experience, where. He, your first season, I don't think is ever going to be that that great. It's your 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 stomping ground. You learn you learn the game. You see what happens. You see how it gets on. And then I think the benefit for him is after he's kind of learned what's happening, the tag season is next. If he decides to stay on, and you'll have more than likely an experienced drafter helping him throughout, so he can learn learn some more. So I think that uh, this couple of seasons, maybe it's kind of this season coming up, essentially prove your worth and see. See what your stock would be like for what how if folk would want to be in a tag team with you. Don't don't necessarily try and well, don't, don't win the hang. I wouldn't I wouldn't aim for that. But uh, just do your best, Tom. Uh, I I wish you well. Yes, you got any thoughts here about about Big Tom? Because uh, I think as Beans has said, yeah, sometimes your first season can be a hard one. I mean, Ryan Ryan Gallagher triggered his first season. We gratefully have mocked him about it since. Uh, Podcast mainstay Derek Kernan struggled when he joined for one season. He's never, he's never been back. Yes, he was the Gretna of uh, of drafters. Was uh, Derek? He was here for one season. It was quite fun, and then we never heard from him again. Um, we talk about Tom McManus having a, a difficult first season. He might have a difficult second season because if the draft winner gets paired with Tom, the draft winner always picks last, as we know. He may he may have to go from last. He may have to go in another season where you know he's relying on big picks to maybe make an improvement. But with the sort with the tag team aspect, you know, and maybe drafting last, he might not get that. There might be a couple of seasons where where Tom doesn't find his groove, and we've we've seen before where people have you know amazing seasons one year, and then they have two years where they just dip. You know, you can never really, you know, as much as we say wrestling's very predictable, we really can't predict the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think it's something we said maybe from draft last, because I drafted last in the season, the tag team, because I won the previous season. And the tag team does half down the number of picks that are available because it's half the participants with people being paired up. So there are more of a chance that somebody will have been left, hasn't been thought about, and, you know, is there for the taking. And again, like you said, says somebody who's had a bit more experience, if he gets permanent with a former draft winner who can maybe help guide him and uh, help improve in this season, then I think he'll do very well. But it's very weird because he's only been on a couple of podcasts so far, so you know, he's, re- he's really this unknown entity. He's the wild card going into next season. Nobody knows what Tom will do going into next season. But Yes, he's a real Charlie Kelly, isn't he? A right wild card. <laughs> but Ross, you made an interesting point about obviously the draft one always picks from last. Uh, I know Jack uh, was picking from last this season, but also we now we've implemented the snake draft, which could you know uh, change things. But 
should you also walk out as a winner and he's our champion going to next season? Yeah, so probably I think this is the first time you'll have picked from from last place on the selection show, and now also this is we'll be doing it while the state draft has been implemented. So, how do you feel about the potential of picking from last? Because we have seen in the past that you know your position in the selection show doesn't always guarantee your success. Like if you're picking as one of the first people, doesn't always guarantee that you'll win, and also picking from one of the last spots doesn't also guarantee that you will struggle. So, where do you how do you think you'll fare having to pick for your last? Well, I mean, the first season I finished third and I picked last, so not too well, you bad. Picked, you picked last because you, last you joined in after everybody else had already joined. Yeah, I didn't know it was a thing. Really, quite busy. To the season. Yeah, it was quite busy. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I don't read the group chat every day. You know, if we, if this, this is something, it was like Bernie Sanders, I am once again calling for just wrestling chat to be in the wrestling chat. But no, people are talking about their jobs and their, their new shower and their new kitchen and their new house and they're posting pictures of their dinner and Ryan Wilson letting us know what, sorry, Ryan uh, Gallagher letting us know what freebie he's got that week. Like, bugger off. <laughs> How dare you people have lives. Exactly. Stick that on your Twitter feed and your Instagram. And if you think I want to hear about it, well, quite frankly, stick it up your ass as well. So, yes, it's a wrestling chat for wrestling things. And I did not see it in the wrestling chat for wrestling things. So I joined a week late. And you know what? You can say, oh, well, you're early edition. Still picked last. Still finished third. I'm sorry, Ross is going all inside number nine. This is a local shop for local people. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but Ross, you, I said, if you win next season, because also you do have a strong enough gap. I think it's one of the biggest gaps we've had going into like the final uh, season. I say what of you know, obviously Dean Wilson will be on, mate. What? Have you been admiring my big gap? Don't don't start. But I'm, 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 I'm saying one of big. I say one of the biggest gaps because I'm sure Steve Wilson, if he listens to this, will say, actually, I had a bigger gap going this season. Fuck off, dude. I said one of. But anyway, it's one of the bigger gaps. So I think a lot of people would look at that and think that, you know, games are bogey. But you seem to think potentially otherwise. You said you were going to explain uh, when we started recording. So please do tell. Yeah, so um, it's no secret that Tony Storm's been a bit of a bust this season. However, she has been showing up, and how nice of her to arrange a women's championship match after the season finishes. <laughs> um, prick. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, Tony Storm, bit of a bust. However, she's appeared on SmackDown in the past two weeks. Uh, she's going to be at Survivor Series. Um, do you guys have the points breakdown? Is it classed as like a TV win for an elimination? And then if you're on the winning team, it's like a pay per view win. That's I, a think good I, think you get, I think you do get points for elimination as well as being on the winning team. Right, so I'm hoping that maybe if they're going to build her to Charlotte, they might let her have a few eliminations, but you know, I wasn't really certain these guys were going to be on the show. Dominic Mysterio has been taken out of the show. Uh, really, my only, my only representation on Survivor Series was Big E. Uh, and no pressure, Big E, but he's going up against a man who hasn't been pinned in like a year and a half. In fact, I don't think Roman Reigns has taken a pinfall loss on a pay-per-view since 
2019. I think so, because like, he was like, in the middle of a feud with... Yeah, because he was in the middle of a feud with uh, Baron Corbin in 2020, and he was winning most of those big matches, and after then he had to go away and then came back as this new character. He got, I think he got pinned on TV by Woods, but yeah, on pay-per-view, he's not lost, but you know, a lot of people have been picking him as a tie team pick the last few seasons, so obviously TV... Pay-per-view wins and, t- and TV wins haven't really affected him. He's mostly been getting appearance points the last few seasons. Well, so he's going up against a guy who hasn't lost since 2019 on pay-per-view. And obviously the Usos are going to be there. And the Usos, I believe, is that David Campbell's captain, the Usos? A good question. Hold on a moment to us. The lack of preparation on this show. This would not happen if Dave was here. Just uh, you're asking complete shite. Who just just tell us why you think you're going to win? I believe I, I believe they are. It's a rich tapestry <laughs> of a story. Anyway, <laughs> I have one guy. I have one guy basically representing me. Just like I've had, people have thrown that thing at me. Oh, you're only winning because Big E did well. Yeah, he's my number one draft pick. That's like saying you only won the football game because your goalie kept the ball out the net. It's kind of his job. You know what I mean? So anyway, David Campbell has a lot of representation going in the Survivor Series. The Usos are on a tear. I don't think RK Bro are going to beat them. Sonia Deville always pops up multiple times on these uh, pay-per-view panels. And actually, actually, you know, I think Drew. I think actually, maybe Drew's his captain. I can't. Remember. Drew's his captain, and Drew's in the five-on-five, and Drew's been winning these open challenge things every week, and. Yeah, he he has a lot more representation on Survivor Series than me, and I've always thought it would go right down to the wire. However, and that's why I don't think I'm going to win it. However, I'll explain to you why if I lose, it doesn't matter, but if I win, it will break David Campbell. And it's quite simple. David Campbell has, since day one, treated me as a non-threat. David Campbell has made it out as if I'm some sort of choke artist while celebrating the mediocrity that is Stacey Smith. Yes, I'm saying it. She's not a good drafter. I know she doesn't come here for the wins, but, you know, let's not pretend it's some sort of master plan that will eventually, you know, season 20. Oh, she fooled us all along. It's not going to happen. Hi, David. I can see you've joined. Who invited us? Hi, Who invited you? I, this isn't your week. I just wanted to come in and see what was being spouted here. What, what well, shit was being spouted by Ross McLeod on these airwaves? Well, because, if you stop interrupting, I could finish spouting my shit. Well, you're the one that, you're the one that you know, is obsessed with me so much that you stopped what you were saying to acknowledge the presence of the greatest drafter in the history of this league, me. And despite the fact, Ross... You've had the authority, you've had Stephen Wilson on your side throughout this entire campaign trying to scream me out of points left, right and centre. I am still going to get the job done at Survivor Series. Please continue. Please, please go on. Don't let me interrupt. Well, this isn't an audio call, ladies and gentlemen. So instead of David Campbell's massive five head and smug grin appearing on my screen, I just got a big notification that said, DC has joined the chat. And unless it was Batman, it was obviously going to be David Campbell. But anyway, as we move swiftly on, David has made me out to be a non-threat, a non-entity. And then he came 
on the last day of last season to Stephen Wilson's SummerSlam party, on a season where he had not done remarkable, I had not done remarkable, and made it clear his one mission was I can't be behind Ross McLeod. I can't be, as if it would have been the worst thing in the world. He made out this battle for seventh place that only existed in his head where the Martians live and the little men dance and the draft is all that matters. Whereas I sat there, ate my weight in chocolate and personally could not have gave a shit. So to go from being a choke artist, a choke artist, a nearly man, the the second best guy to never win this because I can't be ahead of Gary Kernan in David's estimations, to then winning season 10, winning the 10, the season you really wanted, the season that meant everything, the season, the season that had that little carrot at the end of the rainbow, that ESSR title that he coveted over for 2018, like Gollum and the ring. To win that would just be oh so sweet. But, mm. but, if it is not my time, will David Campbell brag? Will he laugh on the show no. like Sin from The Incredibles? No. I imagine he will. No, no, this Ross. I am a complete non-threat. <laughs> You're, you've got it all wrong. Listen, if I win this thing. I will take it with grace and decorum as the history maker <laughs> of this draft, as the greatest drafter to ever play the game. That is what I do. I win. I've actually gotten very good at winning, very gracious at winning. And I will also say, right, if I do win, I will come in this show and I won't disrespect you. All I'll do is point out that once again, Ross McLeod would have choked. And that is the facts of the matter. You would have choked again at the final hurdle. And that would be absolutely fantastic listen this is the story of me and you talk about me caring about the draft like it's a bad thing i motivate myself to play this we come and talk about it every week we all have a good time we all have fun ross you've never really cared about it so don't come on this show and pretend that the man who would rather sit in a hot tub and not show up to draft nights you know because god forbid you should actually show up to pick your fucking team right now suddenly what is the one who should represent us for the 10th one in a row no 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 that's not what should happen that should be me. That should be Mr. Draft. That should be Mr. David Campbell. Because I have been the one who's been shouting about this from day one, getting it in the socials. I'm the face of this entire organisation, despite what Stephen Wilson wants to think. The man who can't even get the points tallies right week to week, he thinks he's the face of the draft, when we all know that that is entirely wrong and entirely inaccurate. Listen, the fact that you have given me such a fight... I really do appreciate because if I just dominated this season, it wouldn't have been as good a story when I finally win it. So I thank you, Ross, for being that guy, for being that sacrificial lamb, for being the the dragon that I have to slay at the end. But at the end of the day, you are Maleficent. You are Maleficent. And I am the sleeping beauty who's doing this podcast from my bed. And when I win that 10th, when I win that ESSR title, everything is going to be okay in the world good god good god david you talk about slaying the dragon i'm I'm just going to slay the grackle all right going to slay the grackle and cackle and you know what you talk about you talk about me not being here for for things you talk about me 
not caring about this draft. One, excuse me for having a life outside of this, but two, excuse me for not caring when you've used 10 seasons of this show to do nothing but have a pop at every single pick I've made, that every single thing I've done. Zelina Vega was a good pick. That was a that was oh, a great oh, pick. I'd give you credit yes. for that. Yeah, yes. everyone else on the show gave me credit for that on the 100th edition of the show. You turned around and went, well, why don't you just wank yourself off for God's sake? No, <laughs> I sit in bed with my wife. She does that for me. Thank you very much. But, you know. <laughs> Listen, Ross, you've made allusions uh, to me looking like some sort of Pixar villain in this show. Well, I have two words for you Bomb Voyage. In fact, in our two words, you're funny. <laughs> well, thank you, David, for being here. You didn't ask you to be, but all right. Need something to pop up. I mean, I was going to go into a thing about, oh, who could be some value picks going in next season? I couldn't give a fuck about that now, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh, well, listen, I think CM Punk will be will be a different pick next year. I think he will be a lot of promo picks next year. I think the wave of releases has really skewered who's going to win the Royal Rumble. We've not heard any early favourites, and the fact that WWE do release people like a Braun Strowman, like a Bray Wyatt, it really does skew who's going to win the Royal Rumble. Um, If I could offer a fantasy booking to who I think is going to win the Rumble. It might it might get some people to pick this man, but you might have to risk a title loss. I think I think Big E beats Roman the Survivor Series. At least I hope, because he's on my draft team. And I think Roman costs Big E his Universal title, sorry, his WWE title. Sort of like how Ronda cost Becky and Charlotte the title. And then Big E wins the Rumble and goes on to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. So I think I think if you pick Big E in the Royal Rumble season, you may be rewarded with a Royal Rumble win, but you might have to eat a pay-per-view title loss. Yeah, fair enough. I remember you mentioning the same that I speaking on, uh, on Central with John Oswood, and just as well I mentioned John Oswood's name when David Campbell left because... Uh, you know, those two could not be legally in the same vicinity or on the same Skype call. You know, lawyers were involved. As would. Um. <laughs> but yeah, like Jack, that we've it's been hammered home this season more than anything. Now going forward, you can't guarantee that you'll have all your picks by the end of the season because they could just be sacked at a moment's notice. But uh, I'm sure you're looking ahead to the next season already, as I am. Who, say, what do you got your eyes on? You think other people should have their eyes on? Um, I honestly don't know. We said I said earlier on that I think that uh, taking New Day as a tag team will be huge. I think that will be that'll be quite big for uh, someone's draft team next season because of how prominent they are in programming, and then the possibility of taking away King Woods a singles pick as well. There's quite a lot of strategy into that, so I think that uh, for someone to take New Day if it gets to my chance and I've not and New Day has been picked I'm taking New Day I think that's I, I can 100% say that if it's not been if they've not been picked and it comes to my turn I'm taking New Day 
could I just ask? I know we always pick um, pick tag teams first, and we're doing the snake drum. Is a tag teams picked first, and then the snake draft goes back the way for the first singles pick? Or is no, it- no, 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 no. I, I was never afforded that luxury. I had to. I wasn't asking for the luxury snippy. <laughs> I had to take my tag team last, my first round last, and then you get to take your second round straight away. So then it's third yeah. round last, then fourth round straight away, then fifth round last. I think that's what I did. That was a, I had to pick my tag last. Nobody told you to pick Mansour and Ali, right? Here, look, who, who, I, I had great visions of them winning the tag titles in the in Saudi Arabia, and it's just, it just it did not pan out well at all. Well, you got appearance I, for them being together in Saudi Arabia. It's just a saying they're in a match together. <laughs> I um, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there, right? I'm gonna call my shot, win, lose, or draw. Um, I am challenging everyone to pick an actual tag team this year. And I am challenging everyone, and I am I am going to do the same because I have been guilty of this in the past. No commentators, no managers, just pick straight up wrestlers. Okay, it, it's my it's my it's my challenge that I set forward to people. And if people don't want to meet it, that's fine. I know Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman are big points getters as a tag team. I know MVP and Lashley once upon a time were big points getters, but. I'm putting it out there that let, let's let's go back to what the draft was. You know what I mean? Let's just tag teams, just wrestlers, and every man for them, every man, woman for themselves. Make the draft great again. Sandals, I am once again asking <laughs> to pick Roman Reigns as a singles pick. <laughs> There you go. I, I said last week on the sh- show that I think that uh, in terms of women's picks, I think people should have their eyes more on the AEW side of things because uh, the women's division is getting featured more and they're interested in the TVS title this year. So, especially if you can quickly get the person who's going to win the title on your team, that could be big points this season. And uh, I know NXT 2.0 hasn't been you know, you know great for a lot of people, but looking at it, trying to pick the more featured people this time around. You know, especially as we head into all games in December, there's some extra points there as well. And of course, the Rumble, I think the Rumble's more unpredictable now than ever, especially given that, as we said before, fucking a bunch of people just got let go. So, God knows what's going to happen next season. But we will we'll be here for the selection show, my favourite time of the draft, because honestly, it goes downhill after that. Uh, <laughs> for the selection show this Tuesday on the social, then on YouTube. Uh, Stay tuned, obviously, to at SuperlightFreeTree on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram uh, for details of when you can start and you can follow along live with us. And you can catch us uh, next Saturday, right here, me, Jack, David Campbell, and David Hockney. David Campbell will actually be invited next week. Uh, as all four of us uh, basically say why we think we did great picks and everyone else did shit, because that's our role. And you can also check out past episodes of Saturday Night Live all I was going to say all 10 seasons, but we only started this in season 3. But all the seasons of Saturday Draft Live in the back catalogue on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, you know, check out past episodes of Central with Ross. It's our feature shows like uh, NXT TakeOver. What? NXT uh, feature shows also with Ross. 
the Saturday Draft Live, also with Ross. Check out all the Ross at Suplex Retweet. <laughs> he speaks West, not with Ross. <laughs> Uh, it's our feature uh, most recently it was a look back NXT takeover uh, Toronto back in 2016 I think it's something this weekend we've got an extra bonus uh, feature show with uh, Survivor Series 1996 going up uh, also the 25 year anniversary of The Rock making his debut and next week we'll have another Survivor Series look back uh, which I'll be on which is looking back at Survivor Series 2001 where it's winner winner take all in the words of Vince McMahon in that video package. We also got a quiz showdown. Quiz showdown 16. Should have been called quiz showdown 2000. Uh, oh my god, we're back again. Where I am the one who gets to complain. Because I am being put, I am forced to put my title on the line. Against, you know, a bi- in the hands of a biased host. Instead of grieve alongside an unworthy group of challengers. But, you know, I have to make the best of it. Tune in uh, if you want something to watch while you wait for Survivor Series. But that's been the end of the season, Jack. I wish you better luck next season. I think we're both a little way to go is up from here. Oh, bloody hope so. I need it. I need. I need. I need a better season. Hopefully that season because it's it's next season. So I, I look forward to it. And I look forward to Tuesday when we're when we're going through the selection show. That's all, as you say. That's always the best part of the draft. I've I've had expectations for myself next season as I won the last uh, Survivor Series to Rumble season. So I'm hopeful for a repeat there. And Ross, I can sincerely say, I hope you don't fuck it up this Sunday. <laughs> oh well, I've I've just I'm just here for the company. I, I'm just here for you know, yes, <laughs> me the house. But I mean, it's something nice. No, I'm, I I've quite enjoyed this season. I, I said to uh, my good friend Stephen Wilson as he was giving me extra points earlier um, that one of my favourite pastimes this season has been uh, getting extra points when David Campbell least expected it. Uh, win, lose or draw on Sunday, I've had a great time and I really look forward to next season where I'll finish 7th. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think we've said before that you know, it seems to be you win a draft season and then somehow the draft gods punish you by making you do horribly in the next couple of seasons, so uh, I hope you're prepared yeah. for that. Yeah, real life version of the league, if anyone's ever seen that show, go watch that, someone wins their fantasy draft and then always seems to finish last the next year. Uh, it seems to be fate but we'll see what happens next season it's all going down season 11 starts next week goodbye there now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown hello guys welcome to Quiz Showdown I'm Daniel Campbell and in this show you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex retweet team go through a very strange quiz we don't know what the heck's going on with it but you're going to have to watch to find out go check out on the YouTube channel now That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown.